0: To another edition of From the Field to the Fans, I'm your host Kesa Ramirez, and joining me is uh, Managing Editor Otis Evagaro. What's going on?
1: Nothing much. Looks like you, you kind of took my job, moving up, moving on up in the world here at the University Star. Slowly
0: but surely. Slowly but surely. You're the one A to one might be well, my one B to one A. Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, you know, interchangeable roles. Really important to the podcast. Regardless. Any way for
1: you to use the Spurs? It's it's I mean, it's kind of ridiculous.
0: Can't help myself. Cannot help myself. You get a Spurs reference in there, it's a good podcast.
1: Well, at least they win, so.
0: <laughs> oh, man, speaking of not winning, <laughs> Texas State heading into Louisiana Monroe, coming off a 24-point loss to Louisiana Lafayette, 24-point loss, national television didn't really show their true colors, according to Fran, um, 10 days off, 11 days off, actually, before Monroe. Last year, 21-14, to uh, lost a la- touchdown, rushing touchdown, 18 seconds to go. Fran called it a heartbreaker, a loss that really set the tone. They Last year they responded afterwards. Will they respond uh, after Lafayette?
1: I think they will. I think they'll be able to respond against Lafayette. I think, um, you know, they <laughs> – Texas State kind of has a Louisiana curse right now, you know, not being able to be successful against the two Louisiana schools uh, last year. And then Lafayette just kicking their butt on national television, ESPN2. That's a memory that, um, you know, they fade away. I think this is, third, you know, third long break, I guess, is the charm. You know, they had the long break. before they played I believe Navy and they lost that 121 uh, 35 they had the long break before Lafayette and they got you know drilled so now they're going to have another long break against Monroe so I guess this one third 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 one's the charm I think the game from last year you know Tyler Jones I believe it was his second game 6 of 15 67 yards uh, 4 you know f- 4.5 average passing uh, per completion the two pick sixes uh, to I, uh, Isaiah Newsom one for 71 one yards. The other one for 75 yards. He made a da 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 da. center top 10 uh, against Texas State last year. That was pivotal in the game. And then when you know Tyler Art is coming back into the game to replace you, you know you didn't have a very good day.
0: They beat themselves in that game. If uh, 15 penalties, 156 yards. Two interceptions, both resulting in touchdowns of seventy yards or more. Uh, the running game was successful, but Arn and Jones combined just really struggled. Uh, Louisiana Monroe got to them, and defensively, the Bobcats, when they weren't watching Louisiana Monroe score a touchdown <laughs> off an interception, they actually held them to only one score. But that score happened with eighteen seconds to go, happened to be the game winner. And as the story goes, it just it wasn't their night. Um, they almost when you look at it Holden Monroe to under 200 yards total uh 360 yards that's a good offensive performance and that's something that Texas State really beat themselves and I think they're the better team last week probably this week um do you do th- you think we should take any way f- anything away from that matchup is it too soon what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that the matchup from last year yeah. correct um
1: yeah and no uh I think again Tyler Jones' second career game. I think expectations were high because of how well he, get, he played against Wyoming. Um, and then he played Monroe, struggled there a little bit. I don't think there's much you can take away from that game. I think the one thing that, like you alluded to, is the fact that, you know, Texas State beat themselves. And I think that's one thing that Coach Dennis Franchoni can look at a team and say, you know what, last season we beat ourselves against a Monroe team. That was that was fairly decent. Uh, but it was also a Monroe team that didn't have their quarterback. I think Keith Browning only played a little bit in that game, if any. Um, so, you know, against the Warhawks first year, you know, getting your feet wet in the Sun Belt, I don't think there's too much you can take away from that game, except for the fact that most of the wounds were self-inflicted.
0: I'm going to go back to preparation. Uh, third straight game with 10 or more days of preparation. Coach Fran said it's always nice to have that extra preparation, you know, game plan and scheme, but I feel like it's hurting the team because they have that time to, you know, recope and reset, and then, then they get complacent. Then you start seeing their performance against Navy, Lafayette, and that starts to materialize because they have a lot of time to, to think about the game and, you know, relish about the win and, you know, human nature. You're you're gonna look at the game, you're gonna be okay, we can rest, we have 10 days. And that's the key thing that I feel like preparation is gonna influence this game. Will they take advantage of that preparation? And that's something that when you were talking to Fran in your uh, interview Tuesday, he talked about progression, uh, preparation, excuse me, and Tyler Jones' progression. Uh, Take a listen.
1: Coach Dennis Franchoni here with me. Coach, I know last Tuesday is a memory that everyone wants to forget, but what do you tell the team in the ten days that you had to prepare against Monroe is it something that you just tell them put them on the back burner just forget about it or watch the film and learn something from it so that way you're more prepared against Monroe.
2: Well it's always a learning experience and I don't think that game was reflective of what our team's been like this season. We played a good football team and and we kind of put ourselves behind the eight ball early with a few plays and and it's hard to do that against a Lafayette and come out the way that that you want to but uh, we we all I I think have confidence we're a better football team than what we showed that night and we'll bounce back uh, we match up better against Monroe um, uh, this was certainly a tough hard fought game last year but you got to learn from what happened good or bad and and move forward Coach I know uh, you know you you've been
1: talking about Tyler's play a little bit Tyler Jones the quarterback. Um, what, what have you and Coach Schultz done with him for the past 10 days? Have you gone back to the basics? Have you watched more film? Have you told him to relax more on the pocket? What, what, what's, the, what, what's the train of thought there when
2: you're talking to Tyler Jones these past 10 days? I think the biggest thing, uh, two things with Tyler. He needs to take care of the football. Uh, he, his fumble was a result of carrying it with one hand and getting hit from behind. And he needs to be able to feel the pressure and tuck the ball away so that he doesn't have that. Uh, And then he needs to trust his protection a little better. Sometimes he gets on the move or on the run a little bit better or a little bit too early, uh, and the protection was really a little bit better than maybe he felt. And uh, sometimes that just takes more and more time to do. And Tyler's a good scrambler, so sometimes he he goes into that mode maybe uh, a little quicker than he needs to because he's had success doing it at times. Uh, but really other than that, I mean, he, you know, his play is uh, always going to be a little reflective of his teammates and how they play around him, too. It's not just him. Uh, when we can run the ball with some success, we, we'll, we can be more balanced and do more things. And uh, we, did, we didn't get anything done very good on a consistent basis the other night. And, again, Lafayette deserves a lot of credit for that.
1: And you talk about something good, and I kind of want to talk about Michael Odiari, his senior defensive end, eight and a half tackles for loss. I believe he has six and a half sacks, and he's leading the conference in both categories. What do you see differently in his play from this year that that's different from last year? Uh,
2: well, I think a couple things. Uh, I think experience has helped him. You know, uh, he's a senior, and he got a lot of playing time last year, and I think he he feels pretty good about that. Um, And then I think Coach Thompson's got him in a good position uh, in our defense now uh, that fits him really good, and uh, so those things are helping him. Mike's really good as a pass rusher. His quickness is is really uh, a benefit for him in that area. I like to see him play the run a little bit better at times, Uh, but Mike's quickness pays dividends all the time, but he's not the biggest guy sometimes, so when he gets matched up in the run game, uh, Shed blocks is a little bit tougher for him and that's you know he just needs to work on that a little bit more.
1: Coach you've played tough teams this year. You've played Illinois, you've played Tulsa, I mean you played Lafayette on Tuesday. Does playing those does playing those teams when you're heading into Monroe, especially them being pass-heavy spread-oriented teams, is there things from the game plan that you take from those games and try to implement them against
2: Monroe? Sure, um, you know uh, every game for your defense and offense has its own uniqueness to it. Uh, Monroe's style of defense is much different than a lot of people's, and their style of offense, on the other hand, is similar to some other people we've we've faced. So, uh, you know, you don't ever throw out everything that you do; you adjust it to what they do uh, in both sides, uh, offensively and defensively. And so, um, <clears throat> there's carryover for us that that we'll we'll try to do in this game.
0: In that, in that interview, I'm glad that you mentioned competition. They've been put in positions where they've been exposed on nationally television. Tulsa, Illinois, Navy, Lafayette, they've stubbed their toes in those matchups, but they at least that they've been exposed. And heading into a matchup against Louisiana Monroe, when you look at them, best run defense in the conference, allowing 139.8 yards a game, worst run offense. That's where their strength relies. They are really good at plugging the gaps, creating pressure in the quarterback, and it's a matchup that, is a little tougher Texas State, especially since they've been reeling after their uh, loss against Lafayette.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good matchup, to be honest with you. I know uh, Monroe, I mean, they've played some tough teams themselves. You know, Wake Forest, and they actually beat Wake Forest. 17-10 uh, ACC team. Played Idaho, played Troy, uh, beat those two opponents, and they lost to, you know, number 10 LSU that's hard to go into Death Valley and win. Arkansas State, the defending uh, Sunbelt champions in Kentucky, who's an SEC team. Playing two SEC teams so far, before you had Texas State. Uh, Louisiana Monroe is is it's very well equipped to beat Texas State. They've had tough competition. They've tested themselves just like Lafayette did, um, and it's going to be an interesting matchup. One thing that I look for, the key for me, is is the red zone. Uh, Monroe in the red zone, uh, 11 of 14. They've only been there 14 times, and they've converted 11 times. Lost the ball three times um, in the red zone. Only six um, six touchdowns, two rushing, six passing, um, 78.6 percent uh efficiency, you know, for them co- uh, converting in the red zone, excuse me. Uh five for five for field goals. Then Texas State, I mean, sometimes you watch the game, you're like, how when I say this number, they've been in the red zone twenty five times, converted twenty three times They're third in the Sun Belt, ninety two percent converting on um, red zone trips 11 rushing 10 passing So 21 touchdowns Finding balance 2 of 3 field goals And only 1 turnover So I think any team That gets in the red zone um, Is going to be really interesting And it's going to be Really important Because last year When the Bobcats Got into the end zone, red zone Against Monroe What happened? Two pick sixes To the house And that was the difference In the game So red zone Is going to be the key um, In this game And and, and hopefully uh, Texas State's able to convert And hopefully Texas State's able to stop uh, Monroe, when they get into the red area,
0: it's all about opportunities. Louisiana Monroe doesn't beat themselves. They're plus one in turnover differential. They're led by their stingy defense. Their offense is just there primarily to complement them to like just give us enough offense for our defense to win the game for us. It's uh, it's a strategy that's worked. They're three and three uh, overall, two and one in the conference. Their defense is top heavy. They have a uh, jerron Johnson preseason first Sun Belt defensive team. Uh, The team has 21 sacks in general. He has four sacks total, uh, 42 tackles to his name, six feet, 280 pounds. He's a big guy in the middle of the field, creates a lot of pressure. And they're not just, it's just not just him. They have three guys with two sacks or more this year. So it's a multifaceted defense that really generates pressure from all angles, which is tough for the, the Texas State offensive line, which allowed four sacks last week. And their safety leads the team in tackles, 46 tackles, three picks usually when you have a safety that leads the team in tackles it's indicative of a team that's struggling against the run but that's not the case I mean they're stifling against the run 139 yards allowed a game with 3.7 yards to carry this is a team that relies on those two players to really muck up the pressure and muck up Texas State's uh, offense
1: yeah number one pat uh, number one rushing defense in the conference uh like you said number one defense overall in the conference Texas State sitting at number six uh you know it's gonna be interesting Defensively, Monroe's going to bring it. They're going to bring it to a Texas State team that you know has the best uh, quarterback efficiency in the in the conference. Um, one of the best, better offenses in the conference. One of the better rush offenses in the conference. It's going to be int- an intriguing matchup between the Bobcats and the Warhawks. Um, now, the Warhawks are going to have home field advantage. That, that's going to definitely um, play a factor into it. You know, and I think the offense of Monroe. is, is going to maybe struggle against a bobcat 17.5 points per game that's worse in the conference 122nd um in the country 123rd in rushing yards um you know 84.5 per game 62nd in passing yards that never bodes well and you can only score I mean you can only your defense can only do so much. Uh, you know, as my old high school coaches to say would say, hey, if you don't score, you don't win. So, you know, your defense can only do so much. So uh, Bobcat's coming in here averaging what thirty something points a game, thirty-three point eight. That's still second in the Sun Belt. So uh, you know, Monroe's gonna have to score some points because your defense can only do so much.
0: Louis Young Monroe, three point favorites at home. Razor-thin margin of error, neutral field. This is probably a different contest. They have the home field. But it's going to be a, as every game. Players have to make plays, and they have to do the things. Um, but as we head into spotlight players, I wanted to focus on Rob Lowe. He Last two games, he's averaged 39.5 yards a game. He had a knee injury, missed the Illinois game, ever since then, he hasn't been the same running back. He's struggled to find the running gaps, his offensive line hasn't created them, and he hasn't been the shifty, dynamic guy, especially in in the receiving game, that Texas State needs him to be. And for Texas State to succeed, he needs to be the Rob Lowe of old, not the Rob Lowe that he was last week.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting with him. Maybe his knees getting a little bit healthier. I know he had the entry there. Hey, it starts with the quarterback. Tyler Jones is going to have to get it together. Um, this year, 120 uh, completions of 178 attempts. Five picks, though. He's got to bring that number down a little bit. 67.4 per, uh, percentage completion. Again, first in the sunbound quarterback efficiency 148.4 with 13 touchdowns. He's also doing it with his legs as well, third on the team in rushing. But he's got to Get it together, Fran. talked to him. He's got to take care of the ball when he heads on the road against Monroe, and that's going to be definitely a spotlight uh, that's going to be there for Texas State.
0: Fran talked about Tyler Jones and how he's still. This is the 14th start in his career. He is still ahead of the curve. You got to give him some leeway there. You got to give him some, you know, time to make some mistakes. And I think that that's a very obviously important part of the game. Uh, my second player, Dallas McClarty doesn't get a lot of press, doesn't get a lot of notice, uh, but he has three sacks in his last three games. He's the, the second player besides Odiari that's generating pressure consistently on the quarterback. And you can't just have Odiari, who leads the conference in sacks, be the only guy up front doing anything. McClarty, uh, foot in the system, playing really well. He seems to have his, you know, finding his stride. And if he can be that second guy that you need, uh, then that's going to make Luis Monroe Monroe's uh, job even harder.
1: Yeah, the reason why he's not getting all that press is because of my spotlight guy, Michael Odiari, 25th in tackles in the Sun Belt with 36, first in sacks with 6.5, second with 8.5 tackles for loss. It's going to be important for him to get pressure on Pete Thomas, the transfer student coming in, 221 yards per game in the air, fourth in the Sun Belt, seven touchdowns, 1,326 yards, fourth in the Sun Belt uh, right in front of Tyler Jones. So Odiari is going to be important for him to get um, – pressure on uh, the Warhawks and on Pete Thomas uh, Texas State 22 sacks for the year uh, they're I believe they're second in the Sun Belt so that's going to be really interesting right right ahead of Monroe with with uh, 21 so that's going to be very interesting for
0: them talk about a guy who's really you know come on and played better than he was last year um, but enough talking about players and you know schemes and everything let's let's pick the game. Uh, what do you what, what do you think is going to happen?
1: Uh, well, because you're undefeated, I got to play some catch up. I was going to go Monroe, but I think I'm going to go Texas State. I think they win probably thirty five thirty five seventeen. Monroe just can't score the ball on the Bobcats, so I think Texas State wins it. Get a game above five hundred.
0: I'm going to go tough game three. If this is a neutral field, I think Texas State is the better team, top to bottom. But on the road, I don't really, I don't really see them winning this game. So I have Louisiana Monroe scoring 27, uh, Texas State scoring 21. Any, uh, any final thoughts?
1: Final thoughts. Texas State has to stay disciplined. Second worst in Sunbelt Sun with 41 penalties, uh, just ahead of Appalachian State with 55. 65.3 uh, penalty yards per game. It's got to stop. That's what stopped the Bobcats last year and two years ago. So they got to start playing better, uh, disciplined football in order for them to win this ball game.
0: I talked to Fran Wednesday, and he said how he just takes everything one at one. This is my final thought. He takes everything one at a time. But I think that mentality is a little concerning because this game is really the most important game so far. Um, if you go down to three and four, and you have let's say five games, you're in a position where you have to win at least four uh, of the next five, um, and that that's something that you just certainly don't want. Um, this team starts and ends in this game. If they lose this game, you, you don't know how they're going to go. You have to target that seven win. So another important game for the bobcats and just uh just a very important game for them to you know get that louisiana lafayette game under their belts and away from everything but uh well that's our show for today if you have any questions or comments leave it at universitystar.com or you can tweet us at universitystar or at ustar underscore sports using hashtag feel2fans for otis evergaro i'm Kisa ramirez we will see you next time